Welcome to Art Sourcing on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Lucille Timore. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. And I'm Calvin Williams. We have the whole crew here for... Hey, this is, for you, December 23rd, and it's my mom's 91st birthday. <laughs> Woo! That's yes. why we're doing a pre-record. For us, it is, it's Wednesday, December something else. The 20th. The 20th. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, details, details. <laughs> so this is also our, our Christmas episode, I guess. Oh, this is our yes, Christmas episode. that's true, yep. And we have... A we very have ass Christmas. A very ass Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very assy Christmas. I, I was once a... Um, there was Christmas so much tree. Ass. You know, I did like they I was wrapped in lights, my legs and my body. And um, then I did an upside down handstand and, and with a V. For what? I was a Christmas tree. Oh, you were a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> we got like a really good picture out of it. That's awesome. I'd like to see that if I haven't seen it already. I'll try to find it. I'll, I'll, I know which friend I did it with. Lucille brought a Christmas tree. To the shelter. <laughs> to my shelter. And they were like, this could be used as a weapon. And I, I was just like. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, you're really giving us ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not you're not helping. <laughs> I've never, like, thought to use a Christmas tree as a weapon before. But now, I mean, now it's placed in my head. Now, now that you put that in my head. <laughs> what else? And uh, just out of curiosity, what other common holiday items can you use as weapons? Just out of curiosity. Can you, can you imagine if you like went to the hospital, though, and you were like, somebody beat me with a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I got attacked by a wreath. <laughs> I'm just adjusting. We were a little loud. You you do that. I just set them, and I just... Yeah. You, you just know, set it and forget it. You know? I set it and forget it. You always want to make sure the levels are right. Um, did you take a lot of notes for us? Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, <laughs> I am thinking, though, about my mother's 91st birthday. Yeah. And you're probably going to be joining us. Um, if I'm invited. <laughs> of course you're invited. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go on a cruise, but unfortunately, New York City is at capacity right now um, in the shelters. So because um, I think some of the shelters, unfortunately, don't have heat. So they had to Ooh. fill people in to like people who are not mentally ill into the mentally ill shelters. You know, I just want to say again, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is true. This is real. You do actually have a radio show host who <laughs> right now is actually working the tech board who is Ooh. openly discussing the fact that she is living in a homeless shelter for the mentally ill. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if like I'm, you know, the first sort of I don't know like reporter you know I, I don't know if you call us reporters or whatever you call us but radio show hosts like I don't know if I'm the first radio show host but I like looked at it online and like could not find like a lot anybody else who had spoken about this I'm sure there are plenty of fucking DJs that are homeless <laughs> I think it's you just ever like, see these fucking guys I think, I think it's a shame but they don't talk about it they don't talk about right. it it's a shame yeah no, I'm sure there is a lot of DJs that, that yeah, that's a good point. But <laughs> most people don't want to tell people when they're homeless. Um, no, they don't. And I and I guess I get the safety like of it. You know, I don't want to tell people like where I'm staying, but um, yeah. So there was a you've had some incidents where you were bullied, or people um, have been. It's getting better. Um, you know. 
it's getting better. You weren't physically struck, but what, no, somebody what were some of the slammed incidents? the door. Like somebody slammed the door. Somebody has like, um, there's like some, um, like I guess you'd call her like. I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> um, there was like a trans girl, but she was not really someone you would clock as a trans girl. You like most people would clock her as a man um, who came at me like with like a like had like a long rod and then decided not to hit me and hit the vending machine instead at the last shelter. That was like a very scary incident. Mm. And so I did not understand that it was, I thought it was like a staff member. I did not understand that it was a trans girl. And so I did say something offensive and was like, I was like, that boy over there. And they were like, this is a woman shelter. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, sorry. Um, and I, I it wasn't meaning to be offensive. I just, you know, I think like when I don't Well, I, there's I a tend possibility. At, there's a possibility that like some people are, I have heard, like some, like Steve said that if he he would say he was a trans female just to just to get into a woman's shelter. Right. So it's there's a possibility that like these it it's sort of like not even the way they're dressed, but also like the way they're acting, you know, when like there has been some incidents of like somebody who's also, um, you know, born a male, um, assigned male birth, um, looking over the stalls. And it's not something that like a lot of women would do. So it's just, just I think that is where mm. people are starting to misgender like these people because like like there's behavior there's like a code of ethics that you like how you act in a woman's room mm -hmm. and you know like i'm bisexual i never looked over the stall mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not something that ever came to my mind and so i just think when you're being faced with this sort of behavior like um one of them recently like one of the um trans females you know I, i'm assuming trans female um she um Said I made a big mistake by not giving her a cigarette and like sort of like lunged at me and I was just you know I it's just to me not very ladylike behavior but mm -hmm. I, I'm still not going to tell anybody like if they do want to identify as a woman that's great you know what I mean I just I just don't see it as very ladylike behavior. Uh, I'm a woman. <laughs> My name is uh, Dwayne Et Dwayne Et. <laughs> I don't think they're even using like they're, they they haven't even changed their names most of them like they're just yeah I mean it's a loophole like um New York is like a gender affirming state um and I wouldn't want a Sinopi Wayne Arena <laughs> Wayne Arena that's my name Wayne Arena <laughs> it's sort of like that it's sort of very extreme like very extreme like there's been no signs of any transition i guess and that like you know um but everybody's allowed to like you know identify how they want give me a cigarette <laughs> you made a big mistake like, okay <laughs> i'm like okay um you know i mean i like at the same point, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the laws to be much different because, I mean, I have been like there's certain hospitals that make me go to the men's room because of the when I was on testosterone, I don't like that. Men's rooms are disgusting. No, like they made me stay in men's like men uh, with men in the bedroom. I remember that, and some guy was fucking jacking off over you. Uh huh. And oh. then, and then, like I went with um, you know one of my boyfriend's moms like to the uh, this other hospital um when i had pneumonia and they still had it logged even though i had detransitioned at this point that i was a man and they were trying to put me in the men's room again and she popped off 
<laughs> she doesn't know that she first of all doesn't know that I um, was ever transitioning because but like second of all like I was like telling like for I just told like 14 people in the hospital that I had detransitioned before this happened nobody wrote it down nobody listened and then then they're just trying to put me in a male's room and then like she's like she never identified as a male <laughs> sorry I'm sorry listeners that was a little loud all right. I should have lowered it. No, it'll be it'll be fine. We um, studio computer will uh, level it. We'll out. level it out. Okay, yeah. you'll be fine. I I have my I like have a hard time um, like when I do reenactments, not like doing the same volume somebody did. <laughs> well, there are a couple of techniques for that, and and like Calvin said, the the computer yeah, will fix it. But like, if you just step away from the mic yeah. when you're gonna get loud. That's one way to do it. <laughs> that's your um. That's your Italian boy. You're fucking right it is. <laughs> You're fucking right it is. Which I mean, you are Italian, so. You're fucking right I am. <laughs> but you're not that type of Italian boy. Not really. No, no not really. No, I'm not really like that type of Italian girl either. Like I, I was raised with um the Irish kids. They raised me in an Irish town. Yeah, I, I, I grew up. I grew up with plenty of those, plenty of these fucking guys. All right, you got your fucking jerk off. <laughs> there's, there's a, there, uh, like Irish Catholics have their own sort of um, hood mentality. I guess like I think there's there's like a level of being hood in 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 the Catholic Church. <laughs> I meant. I meant like. Definitely mad to some Irish gangsters out there. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's something, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's what the church puts people through. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, as a, uh, when was the last time you went to church for a Christmas service? So, well, I stopped going. I ran out of the Catholic Church a long time ago. I ran out of the Catholic Church right after I got confirmed when they sent around a petition against gay marriage because um, it was, you know, Massachusetts was the first state um, to, um, Massachusetts was the first state to, like, get gay marriage, and they, they were trying to prevent this, my church. And I so I just walked out. I was sitting in the church choir. I just, like, literally stood up and, like like, stopped singing and walked out in front of everyone. Good. My mom was like so embarrassed, <laughs> but um, she has now left the Catholic Church as well, um, and is um a part of like some different Protestant churches, um, and does like I don't know that she goes to mass anymore, but I don't think they call it mass; they call it um service, Sunday service, yeah, Sunday service. Yeah, I don't think she goes to Sunday service, but she does like um some community groups. She does a divorced women's group, even though she's not really divorced. <laughs> She feels she is. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, um, I mean, the Catholic Church would never have a divorced women's group. And like, one day she just came to me and she's like, did you know the Catholic Church ain't very nice to women? And I was like, <laughs> mom, like, I guess <laughs> that's not a surprise to anyone. And she was like, it is a surprise to me. And I was like, oh, OK, so um she has decided to, you know, and that's very nice. It's something that we can like share in now that we, you know, are not no longer. But it was very sad for her when I left because I, you know, was the only one still going with her. My siblings are out of the house. And, um, you know, I think she felt like, you know, it was like a, a little bit of a betrayal. 
Um, I mean, Catholic Catholicism is like orthodox in like uh, other religions. You know, it's like very serious, very strict. So to leave like your orthodox roots is very like, um, it's a very, you know, people get disowned for it. I like, you know, we had, you know, she, my mother did not take it that far, but um, people get disowned. Well, just this week, Pope Francis has uh, said that priests can bless a gay marriage. Um, yes. Now, what is Pope that? Francis what is, is very, between, very progressive. What is the difference between them performing a gay marriage and blessing a gay marriage? Um, that would just be, I think this is like a new thing. I don't think we, like, I think technically if for some reason you could not, we, Catholics are supposed to have the, like, your your wedding ceremony in the church. You're really supposed to. But for some reason you couldn't. Maybe you wanted to, like, include an elderly person or something, like, and go to their room, like, get married. Like, for some reason you couldn't get married in the church. They would bless the, the wedding, I think. But, um... So they're but not going to let people get married in the church. They're so not going to let gay men, gay couples. Walk down the aisle like in, in that's their That's not going to happen? No. They're, so they're, you have to do it somewhere else, and then the priest can say, okay, you're blessed. You're blessed, yeah. But it's still that's not a, like, I think. Uh, it's a step forward. It's a step yeah. forward. I'm, I mean, he's a very like good pope, I think. Um, well, he's named after me. <laughs> 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 that makes, no sense. <laughs> makes no sense. Makes no sense. Well, no if, if, no if the CIA created you, he might have been named after you. Oh, now. Bring the CIA, <laughs> the CIA into it. Because, you know, we don't know how far along the CIA planned you and I, Francis. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so I'm taking a class in schizophrenia out of med school, and I'm just like textbook schizophrenia. Like, it's like everything. Like, they were, they were like, sometimes your, your patients might, you know, think, um... They're Jesus. And I was like, that's never happened to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then it brought up. Um, it's so tough telling any health professionals, mental health professionals about the CIA stuff because it is textbook crazy. I've actually mm. stopped doing it because I don't want to get institutionalized. And um, I, so I stopped telling them that your like, family is in CIA. I don't, I don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Again, for new <laughs> listeners, my biological father was Francis Ronaldo Favorini head of the New York division of the CIA. And unfortunately, and there's not like a lot true. of information on that, like online, so, because it's just the CIA. So, <laughs> so, so like my therapist was trying to like look it up and I was like, listen, listen, even, even Nancy believes this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our, that's our crazy check. My sister, Nancy, if yeah. she believes it, that it's true. And I've seen it on ancestry.com and I've connected with, with a, with a, with a cousin. And, um, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. I, 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 I'm, I'm Italian and my dad was, yeah. and I'm named after the dude. You're named after him. I'm right. named after I, him. No and, and wonder I my dad beat the shit out of me. I forget, I forget who said that, but like somebody said. I had no me. idea. Holy shit. Like I knew, I knew about, I knew about your biological father. I didn't, I didn't know his name. Yeah. Francis Ronaldo fucking Favorini. Yeah. And like, so I think that that is probably why your father, you're like, um, the father who raised you, I'm pretty sure that's probably why he targeted you because it was just like in his face, maybe. Like, you don't know that that, that wasn't allowed, but like it might have still been in his face. If I get a lot of sun in the summer, I'm so damn dark. <laughs> so much darker than, than dad who raised me. I see me a picture of him. Get. You kind of look like him. I look exactly like <laughs> him. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> 
Yeah, you look like him. Couldn't so deny it's you try. <laughs> yeah. But people see what they want to see. I remember going to my uh, great aunt's 100th birthday, and this was my dad who raised me aunt, and her remarking, you look so much like your father. And I have no relation to the man whatsoever. Yeah, no and did not look like him. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's you funny, can... uh, but it's so true. Like, <clears throat> um, my, uh, the uh, mother of my two younger sisters, I look nothing like her, like absolutely nothing like her. But um, at a uh, at a uh, a family event, it was my uh, is my sister's uh, baby shower. Um, one of uh, one of my stepmother's friends looked at me, uh, was talking to me, and she was like, "Oh my God, you look just like your mother!" And like me, my stepmother, and and all my sisters just looked at each other like, <laughs> "We're not gonna say nothing, but we'll we'll let her, <laughs> we'll we'll let her think what she wants." <laughs> yeah people see what they want to see it's absolutely true uh and um one thing i would like to see that i just learned about there's a there's a pet memorial christmas tree in a secret location in central park really yes uh people bring pictures of their dear departed dogs and cats and birds and turtles and hamsters etc etc <laughs> And they get laminated, and they get hung on the tree, oh. and uh, and it starts in November, and it's up until January, and then this woman who curates this thing mm-hmm. takes it all down, makes repairs that need to be made, oh. and yeah, and it's added to year by year. So now there's like something like six hundred and forty things up there, and I've heard it's very beautiful, very moving. Have you added Remy? I don't. I just learned about this today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have, mind. Sorry. sorry. No, you go. I was going to say I wouldn't mind uh, uh, memorializing my dog uh, at that location. Isn't that I mean, a great idea? Yeah, it's, it's How are beautiful. are you coping with the grief? Because I feel like the grief is not something that you just... It's kind of like for me personally, like my dog was... Um, I, I don't... I, like I loved my grandparents very dearly, but it was a harder loss like as a child. Your pet, yes. My oh, pet, yeah. yeah. It was a harder loss. It is. It was just like, so, you know, such part of my, you know, caring for something is something like it's part of your identity. You know what I mean? Like, so for, well, I was, you know, my, when my dog got sick, I was caring for her. You know, it was like I could, like, losing her, you know, um, it just, um, it was just like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Heart, I mean, it was obviously mm-hmm. heartbreaking to lose my grandparents as well, but it's just like, it was just like. Your grandparents aren't there every day. They're Your not grandparents don't sleep in the same bed with you. Your grandparents don't eat the the, the poorly cooked meals that you slip under the table. And I, and I protected, <laughs> you know, I protected my dog because my, my dad would get frustrated with the dog for like, um, the, the you know, old dogs have bowel problems and yeah. my dog would get frustrated. So I would like make sure to like clean everything up so that before my dad would get home, hide the evidence, not tell, like take the trash out so he wouldn't know. And, um, you know, so I think, you know, I was so careful to make sure that like, you know, my dad didn't lose it, lose it on, you know, like, um, he wouldn't have like beat her, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, he definitely, she had a lot of shame, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell me dogs don't fucking feel shame. I know. <laughs> no, they absolutely faces. do. Yep. <laughs> Just look at them after it's they've not, taken a dump on the rug. It's not fair if, <laughs> if you, like, haven't, you know, we, like, she couldn't wait. Like, we didn't have a dog walker because that's not really something people were doing back then. You know, it's not fair to, like, 
you don't have a dog walker like to to like, get mad at the animal who for not being able to hold it all day as an old animal that's not mm-hmm. like fair um i understand if your dog is just like like acting out like sometimes they, they, they do it as like a power struggle that you might like yeah. you know slightly um do some sort of like you know gentle punishment i guess like you know i know some people you were telling me like put the dogs in the bathroom for a little bit or something yeah i never i never hit i never struck Remy. Yeah, I, I, I've never, never need. To, I've never hit. An you animal. never need to hit an animal or a person an to no. to change their behavior. You don't have to do it. It's not necessary. There are all kinds of other ways. Um, but I mean, I when, think there are when, like um, some some certain like I you know have shared here on here that I did strike one person for trying to like um to, for not listening to my sexual nose. I mean, I that's do, different. That's I do yeah. think, But you said that you never you never have to like. Strike a person like I think like we like to, to teach them. No, lesson. I'm talking. I'm talking about dogs and and yeah. children and yeah. But you know, for like, people like I think there is such a thing as like striking somebody. To teach oh hell them yeah! Lesson. I'll um, fucking be a motherfucker. <laughs> and like um, you know, it, like I think you know, with the person that I did that to, like it did sort of work. You know, he's not ever done that again i mean i think it's shocking to some people that he's still in my life but i think there is such thing as like a form you talk about my mother i'll break your fucking thumbs i'll break your fucking i'll cut your fucking thumb off so, so my friend in my hearing voices group she somebody disrespected her family as a child and she was like i mauled them like a lion <laughs> when when she had to go to a psych ward for that when, when me and my girlfriend at the time first got remy um we made a deal and uh, that that if we broke up, whoever did the the dumping would also lose the dog. Mm. I thought it was a, a safe bet for me because I'm crazy, you know. More likely, someone's going to dump me. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do the dumping when, when we break up. <laughs> and as it turns out, I broke up with her, and uh, you lost the dog. And I lost the dog initially. But then because she didn't want then, to deal with it. No, no, she she loved Remy, but then it was a few months later. She was moving somewhere where she couldn't bring Remy, and asked me, and I'm like, hell yeah. So I lost. <laughs> can, you take, can you take Remy? So I was only away from him for a few months in my life. I lost and, all the cats in the divorce, but then I get a call. Oh right, cats! You're lesbians. Yeah, we were lesbians. I got all. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you. So we had three cats. <laughs> One of them was like my child. It was like a Hemingway cat. So it had the extra digits. And the Hemingway cats are known to be with their laughter in the background. Um, I'm going to keep telling my story. The Hemingway cats are known to have be very, very intelligent. Um, and they're called Hemingway cats because Hemingway actually like left his estate to these cats with extra digits. He really wanted this to continue on. And mm. he collected these cats with extra digits. And they like, they're very mischievous. But they're also very like childlike. Like they, it seems like you have like a real child in the house and not cat so this cat like you know thought i was its mother like loved me so much she did not let me have the cat then i get a call and she's like the cat has rejected me will not talk to me will not spend any time with me like just like you know was basically crying for me the whole and then that came to me was had no problem so it wasn't that the cat was upset about the divorce it was really just upset with being placed with her so mm. i got but then the cat like unfortunately like i did not get an apartment like for a cat that needs to like i didn't get a huge apartment because i didn't even know i was gonna have the cat and um was it a zoomer 
it was a climbing the walls zoomer. Like, oh. It actually climbed the Goodness. walls, didn't even need corners, could actually climb the like just the middle of the wall. Would you know, was all really? and like one time mauled it mauled. I'm talking mauled, similar to my friend, mauled like a lion, mauled the only guy I had ever f- fucked in front of the cat. I fucked girls in front of the cat. Totally fine. Totally fine. No problem. No problem. I fucked a guy. It wasn't even crazy, crazy fucking sex. It was like tame, like very sweet. So it wasn't like the, the cat would have thought I was getting hurt or anything. And, um, you know, mauled this kid, like suffocated him. Damn. <laughs> and, but that's not why I got rid of the cat. I felt like the cat needed um, more space. So I like found a person with like, a huge apartment. And just, you know, drop, she was very upset, but I just like dropped her off, you know, and then they did not tell them that she's kind of a bad cat. <laughs> 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 like a bad seed, but I was like, and then they were like, they came to me and they were like, oh, <laughs> like, but they they kept the cat and like, and like they, that's the only cat, they have multiple cats and that's the only cat they, I ever see like her put on her Instagram and um, she like, they, now the cat has moved to like a huge house actually. Like, um, that's great. Yeah. So I think that that's it's, like size, like those cats need a lot of extra space. You know, he had them living there on that estate, you know, mm. like they think they're like 75 of them, but like, it's like your sister Nancy said to me, imagine the amount of space an estate has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, they, they were probably free to go in and out you know what mm-hmm. I mean and so you know he literally left his whole fortune Hemingway who, and he had quite a bit of fortune he was somebody who made money in his lifetime and he left the whole his whole fortune to the cats yeah I've heard care, about that in their care yeah oh, wow that's awesome it's fucking awesome <laughs> that is pretty awesome wait but did he have kids <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine when they were like, eating it all off Hemingway's probably like hey, yeah. his like on his deathbed, fuck them kids. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them kids. That's what's gonna happen to me. So I, like, I, I like laugh, but I'm also like, mm-mm, mm-mm. it's just like I don't mind them not gonna be left any money. It's just like when they, like they make you come. I think anyways, like and they, they make the whole immediate family come to the the, the hearing that comes with the lawyer, and I'm just gonna be like real pissed that I have to like sit through like Laura gets this, Matthew gets this, and like I'm gonna be. They're gonna be like, here is a. I wonder what they're going to give me, like a pen or something, like a marker. <laughs> so this is what my dad does by me. He's like, but he has to sneak it behind my mom's back. He buys me like paint markers, but he has to do it behind my mom's back. <laughs> Hemingway had three children. Oh, shit. <laughs> he had three children. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he left them like a little bit of money. I don't know. But I heard like I, the way I've heard the story always was like the whole estate. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, the mansion gets left to the cats, like, and not you? Like, like you could live there with the cats, but, like, no. Just, just the cats <laughs> and their fucking keepers. He probably had, like, a large staff that, you know, who was helping him with the cats, so he probably was, like, really fond of the staff, too, you know, and not as fond of his children. Left them all portraits of him giving them the finger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang that on your fucking wall. Hang that on your fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've accepted. I've accepted that I'm not in well. Because, like, I didn't really get much money in life either, and my siblings did. So I feel like it's pretty, like, um, but I don't, I just don't want, I just need to prepare myself so it's not like that story in the Bible <laughs> where, with Cain and Abel, where um, they, you know, um, I saw a movie that's like a reenactment of that moment in the Bible where um, Cain and Abel are 
Adam and Eve's kids, and one of them kills the other, the brother. One of the, like, um, Abel, I think, right, kills Cain? Is that how it goes? I think it's Cain killed Abel, but I'm not sure. Oh, Cain kills Abel. I thought it was Abel killed Cain. But anyway. Um, no, that's what, oh, yeah, right. I'm Abel sure. kills Cain, I think, because. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, um, they. I think I. it's not going to be like that. <laughs> but let, let's hope not, you know? <laughs> I've seen like a like a movie that like, that's how they depicted it. It was like oh, a will reading and like then he was like I got like nothing and like they and like so Yeah, Kane Kane murdered Abel. Current Kane Miller Abel. Okay, so in that movie Kane um didn't get left anything and Abel got left everything. Oh. Yeah, and so um it's like Oof. this movie where it's a very good it's called Mother. Um, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, Mother's very good. It's very like psychological, but you definitely have to like not be too high when you're watching it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I was pretty high, and I was like, mm, what the fuck? Like, is this like, I kept asking questions, and they're like, just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while to figure out the whole biblical themes that were going on. Oh, you didn't realize it was biblical. It took me a little while to figure it out. Um, and, you know, I was a, a Sunday school teacher for five years and, and I've studied a lot of this stuff. So I think that I think the fact that it took me a little while to figure out what was going on and that it was a biblical story and that she was Mother Nature and all that stuff. I think that is uh, that speaks and the well house, to the filmmaker. The house is the earth, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the earth is being destroyed. I mean, it's it's very sad. Some of the some of the scenes in that movie are very sad. So if you. Don't like things like that. Yeah, but Jennifer Lawrence is such a powerful oh, actor. I love her. I love her. I I remember like Silver Linings Playbook. I loved that movie. Um, you know, it was like right when I was getting diagnosed with bipolar, so it was like very important for me to see. You kind of did, you once described it as our our movie. <laughs> Two crazy people fucking fight a <laughs> throw shit out, out windows. <laughs> That's uh, us, babe. I was like, that's us, babe. <laughs> Look, we're, we're being depicted. <laughs> that's us. That's us. I, I also had so, sweet like references to you. I had like the, this old machine. Yes. That was a very yeah. sweet song. Maybe we should play it. You want to play it? Yeah. yeah. This is a song that, uh, that, that early in our relationship, Lucille sent to me and, and said she, she thinks of me. And I think it's really sweet. Uh, who's it by? It's by um. One of the guys that is a is somebody who Coconut. used to come to our show. It's by Coconut Records. Yeah, Coconut Records. Okay, Jason Schwartzman. Um. Oh. Yeah, the Coconut. Oh. Yeah, he used to come to to plays written by Reverend Jen and some I other know, art I stars. I that about that. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea cool. when I started playing that song too. Okay, yeah, I found out about Coconut Records through this very hip um, couple I nannied for, um, or babysat for, um, and they were like, you know, the mother was like a jewelry designer, they were very hip, and they um, told me about Coconut Records, and like, I would like dance with the baby. With the the first song you're playing on the air from the studio, you played music from, from home when you were doing the tech, but this is the first one from the studio, and it's, and it's like our song. Woo!
This Old Machine by Coconut Records. You are listening to Art Star Scene on Radio Free Brooklyn. And you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We're laughing because I have the whole thing. In my <laughs> I was about to get it, Jim, and then I was like, never mind. <laughs> we rely on contributions from listeners like you to help keep us going. If you enjoy what you hear on Radio Free Brooklyn and you would like to support, you can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Giving Tuesday is a global generosity movement, unleashing the power of people and organizations to transform their communities and the world. Radio Free Brooklyn relies primarily on the donations and support from listeners like you. So this year, we've decided to extend the spirit of giving throughout the whole month of December. Please show your support by pledging Whatever you can, every dollar helps, and all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate today and give in to the power of giving. Thank you. So, how are you feeling, Lucille? You think you think you can, uh, I, I think you're doing great. You think you feel ready to do this if I'm not available and Calvin's not available? Yes, I, I do feel ready. Um, Good. I have to, I have to go to, I have to do the Spinatron. Is that what it's called? Yep, Spinatron, yeah. I have to do Spinatron, but yes, I um. Well, you don't even do Spinatron yet, right? Isn't Calvin do Spinatron? For Calvin, you? yeah, usually do Spinatron for you. <laughs> so I, I will start doing the Spinatron. All right, um, awesome. But um, Calvin showed me how to do it last week. Okay. Yeah, we had a little tutorial. And on a difficult, how difficult would it be for me to do it? Um, you have to do it during the show, right? Or you no, can not do it after. Not necessarily. You, you can do it. You after. have to do it on this computer, right? So we. Nope. Have... You you can do it at home. Oh, you can do it at home. Yep. Okay, so I wouldn't be able to do it. I guess. Okay. <laughs> no, I probably could, but it would just take too long. It's. It's it's Teaching not me this kind of stuff. It's it's not terribly difficult. It's uh, it's just no just knowing what to do. Like oh, it's it's not a whole lot of steps either. Do, the, um, I'll ask you after about this time. Okay. I have a question about it, but I don't want to bore our viewers. They, they were like, "Do not narrate what you are doing on we the do show." It all the and I was time. like, "Oh, I narrated that." I, I used to do. <laughs> I used to do that for like the first year of my show. <laughs> so we always do it. So in the lesson, like I, I was, I narrating, still kind of do it. And I was like, I was like, okay, so the music, the volume sounds good. He was like, "Don't say that." I was like, <laughs> 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 we do that shit all the time. 
I kind of feel I kind of feel like it humanizes the show a bit more, you know. It does. I feel like especially like where you have like a whole little like um you know tribe going on with your like with your viewers, you know. Yeah, they they like the the people that have listened the most, they <laughs> they know how my brain works. And I I I think out loud from time to time. <laughs> we'll take the we'll take our listeners through step by step. Okay, uh, headphone three isn't working. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna plug that into headphone two. Just give us a minute here, and while I'm doing that, I know. Yeah, but I've I've done that. I've, I tried. I try. I try to do it less now. I don't give a like, fuck. <laughs> Let them know what the hell's going on and why it's like momentarily awkward. Let them know why. Calvin's a, Calvin's a professional DJ. Oh, yeah. It's not supposed to be momentarily awkward. You're supposed to make, you're supposed to make that shit smooth. You're right. <laughs> smooth. Like, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> We're not professionals. <laughs> we get the job done. We get the job done. We're professional lunatics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, trying to, like, describe... Um, I was trying to describe what it is that we do um, on art star scene to some of the people at the um, party. We had a we had a holiday party um, for Radio Free Brooklyn, and um, I was like, "Well," and I was having a really hard time. Actually, I was like, "We need like a bio. I need to make a bio." <laughs> it's fifty nine minutes of bullshitting. They did ask <laughs> with, me, a, with who, a little bit with a little bit of heart and they did uh, ask serious topics and serious topics. All right, I like that <laughs> bullshit with heart. They did ask me who the craziest guests we had on, you know, because I said we love to have guests and we do. And I explained. I know exactly who our craziest I, guest is and I'm not going to say it. OK, I'll say it. I think me. I, no, no. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I'm the craziest thing to have happened to that radio show. Um, yeah. OK. Is it Steve? I'm not going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Steve is mostly a phone a phone because he, Steve does, yep. does very much respect your mother and does not. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is definitely, but but I'm not gonna say that either. Um, no. Yeah. Okay. Um. You and you need. You didn't even have to write it down. I knew who. It was. I just assumed you meant Steve because Steve has such like varied politics from you. But I mean, I do too. St- yeah, but Steve is well capable of presenting his. Oh, really good. He's yeah. He's his like, arguments. I mean, in, Steve, in, I would definitely love to be like in a debate with because like. You don't want to be in a debate with a stupid person, like you know what I mean. And a lot of people who have like the other side uh, as are stupid. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I, I disagree with Steve a lot, but I think that he presents his arguments extremely well. The only things I don't like is when he starts misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Is when like when like when he was talking about the January sixth rally, he he goes. Well, it was the biggest rally in history, and there were over a million people there. That's how he started. <laughs> he it. starts it. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Neither of those things are Steve true. He's more of a storyteller, I think, than a like. Um, like he doesn't always have like the facts completely right, but I like do imagine him with his like. I like. I, like I don't think he's gonna have kids, but if he does, like, I do imagine him most sometimes with his grandchildren. You know, sitting them down <laughs> and like telling stories like that, like you know, and it, like. Let me tell you, kids, about January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids. <laughs> It was the biggest rally in history. <laughs> there were over 10 million people there. You know, so it's like he's... And they all had good exciting. intentions. <laughs> Didn't he say... He did say that. I think he did say they all had good intentions. And I, was like, <laughs> he, I was like, you don't know their intentions, Steve. <laughs> like, 
You don't know any of those people at all, Steve. We don't know those people. And he's like, he's like, I know one girl. Um, but yeah, we he like he like he he thinks I'm such a Republican when I'm not. He's like, he's like, he's like, you should hang out with my friend. She went to the rally. I know one girl, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl yeah. will tell you all about what happened at that rally. Yeah. You do the best, Steve, it, out of the three of us. I know, you do the best, Steve. And it, like, it, like, really, like, like, when Steve was sending me, like, I forget what he was sending me, but he was sending me crazy messages upon message upon message to get me to, to detransition. <laughs> and, like, and it was, like, coming in rapid fire, and, like, the only thing that it was, like, the only saving grace was having Calvin read it. <laughs> I, was, I started reading them all out loud, and it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Because, like, it's not, like, as funny, like, to hear, like, Steve, like, text. As it is to like hear his voice, you know, right? <laughs> like his voice is sort of the saving grace of like you, like it makes him like I think to some people it might be making more annoying, but to me it makes him less like it's endearing. His voice, you know. I will give I will give you that. Like it, it kind of makes some of the uh, some of the bullshit that he spews uh, a bit more palatable. <laughs> Come, coming from that voice. Coming from that voice. <laughs> also, he did allow us to um, use yes. his, use the spare room once. Yes. Without him there. That was very nice of him. That is. Yeah, I do. We definitely do appreciate we that. We appreciate that. For, that was a really, like, took one for the team. For, for, all, for all his idiosyncrasies, like, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a definite bro. Your so. bro. Your bro. Like, he, like, that is my bro. You know, like, he, like, I, like, I, he's like, you can be a male advocate without being a male. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Um, you know, he definitely like does um appreciate that I'm a male advocate, you know, and a lot of people don't appreciate that. A lot of people are like, stay in your own lane. <laughs> you know, they're like, Wait. I mean, men, we, I think mostly appreciate it. We but, need, we appreciate it, we need it. But I, I think like a lot of like women have been like. Even when I was identifying as a man, they did not want me to be an male advocate. <laughs> and but I'm a female advocate too. Like it's not like I'm not just a male advocate. Like I, but I think like men are like you know like suicide rate is very like right now like it's always been much higher than men. But depression is at an all time high amongst yeah, men. It is. It really is. And um, I think we just need to um, cut us a break. <laughs> yes, has to cut us a break. Yeah. Yeah, cut us a break. And <laughs> I'm still saying us. I'm like, still saying us. <laughs> no, but I like had, you know, I'm going through a lot of like with one of my programs, you know, sort of, I think because I, you know, was considered a man, like they're treating me like man. And like, I don't always like that, um, what that feels like and how they treat me because of that. And um, I do like that they respect me as a man. That's very nice of them. But like, they should not treat men like that. <laughs> yeah, I I found myself uh when I was in therapy yesterday, um occasionally I'd refer to you as he and occasionally as she. And yeah. my therapist is totally cool and and um good. Just asking good. uh why are we on this pronoun now? And I'd say, well, uh because this occurred when he was he. And I think right now I'm I'm very like fluid throughout. Like I I think Lucas and Lucille are both living simultaneously together at the moment um you know lou i have using 
female pronouns, but it's Lou, I think, is definitely more on the male side. It's just easier for Lou to use female pronouns, you know, and Lou has the memories of Lucas and Lucille and definitely feels like Lucas's mem- like Lucas's memories have made, you know, maybe Lou is he, but like Lucas's memories has made Lou not want to identify that way. <laughs> you know, I know that you have felt this way. I pack a lot of shit into my therapy hour and I feel a little bad for my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to deal with. My my, therapist has had to, like my new therapist that I call Lord has had to like, I've been like, okay, well that's really going through my body. So it must be going through your, let's do stand up. And like, you know, on on Tuesday, I talked about this pedophile that groomed me when I was like 13 years old or 14 years old. And Norman has talked about this. The same guy, uh, was a the same guy molested my friend Norman Spiller. Um, I talked Shit. about I talked about uh, I mean that alone should be enough. But and he's I, young, right? He's like young. He's thirty one. Yeah. And I talked about uh, getting into BDSM initially as a top, and then now more as a bottom. And mentioning that I wanted some pain with my pleasure, but there was one place that I wasn't ready to go yet. He he asked me in in what way. Is is your do you enjoy pain with your pleasure? I wasn't ready to say giant dicks. You missed just... <laughs> you missed last night. You missed the like craziest, but luckily Calvin did not miss it and called <laughs> during his show. Calvin saved the day last night because I put it. <laughs> Should I Thank say you. it on air or no? <laughs> okay. Said, go I said for it. I said I said on Facebook, like which is not on the air. It's different. Like Facebook is different. I said I wrote like my my dad used corporal punishment and like basically like and and, and now I'm into BDSM lol <laughs> and I was trying to say like it's not a big deal corporal punishment but it, don't connect those two <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was I was like, I was I was, uh, I was advocating for uh you to like not put that on Facebook. Yeah, so so yeah, so thank so, you. so I called so I called all of my harem. I called the whole harem, but nobody was available. So I was like, I'm just, you know what? If it's So that's if, the phone call I missed. That's the phone call I missed. So <laughs> so I thought it was a sign, you know, because I always believe there's like signs, you know, part of my schizophrenia. I'm like, that's a sign I should post it. <laughs> and then luckily Calvin called and was like, take that down. <laughs> I was like, so that so Facebook is not ready for that type of information? Not no. ready. <laughs> <laughs> and what was hilarious about all that? That happened in the middle of my show. In the middle of your show. I was doing my I was doing my show last night. I, I like forgot. I was like drunk and like, obviously like, who posted that it's over. But then and then I went and I had to throw up in the fucking shelter bathroom. Oh no. <laughs> so I think Why do I think that needs to be a song? Throwing up in the shelter bathroom? Yes. <laughs> That's a good punk song. I was thinking blues, but whatever. Yeah, That's it funny. could I was be. It blues could be, too. It could be like I could picture like um I could really picture like um you know the one who does the the song about um Folsom Prison. You know Johnny Cash. Yeah, I could picture Johnny Cash. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I puked in the shelter toilet. Boom boom boom. I puked in the toilet. <laughs> boom, 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 the shelter toilet. <laughs> I love, I fucking love that. You know, you know Johnny Cash actually like, went to Folsom Prison to perform that song. And not that song, but like the Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> yeah. Folsom Prison Blues. He actually went there. Like he's a very like, he, he's not like one of those people who's like, 
I'm I'm too good to perform for a prison. A lot of people will not, you know, have been asked to perform for prisoners and have said no. Never seemed to get a big head about his fame. No. Yeah. Nope. Love Johnny Cash. I have a that. I have a new um pen pal. I haven't written him a letter yet, but I talked to him on the phone who is in jail and you know, unfortunately, um, they just, I think we brought it up last week, but they lost somebody to suicide in their jail. It's very sad. And, um, you know, they're obviously not giving enough care. And we, you know, just talked about some of the, you know, they've been putting them on lockdowns, which is just very bad for your mental health. Very bad mm-hmm. um, to be mm-hmm. in isolation, not fed. It's very bad for your mental health. And um, I, so I'm, you know, he's, he was so smart and, um, and we really like, Got, um, so I'm going to be his pen pal and send him books. But, you know, Ernie awesome. was saying that's like not good. He was like, you're going to you're going to end up with a with a prison boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. <laughs> You've had worse. I, I, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> uh, because then, then I was like, well, you're going to be good. Maybe I should send him like, like, do they check their mail? <laughs> I don't like the laundry stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Because uh, I asked his mother permission, and, I, when, and she said I could send him like laundry shots. They're, 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 <laughs> what, maybe, but yeah, they're, they're, when Robert Downey Jr. was in prison, I sent him, I, was, I wrote to him, and I sent him, I, I, I wrote, you know, I don't know what the situation is, what you have access to, et cetera, et cetera. So I sent him some stamps and some envelopes, and the, everything was sent back to me because of the stamps. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I was not allowed to help him in that way. Help him in that way, huh. but you are allowed to put money in the commissary. So I guess they want they want it's not helping him. It's that they want everything that a prisoner like um y- like buys to come from them, which is like fucked up. Like that they don't want anything sent in. Like they don't want any resources sent in. Like that everything has to be bought through them. So it's really a commerce thing. And it's really fucked up, you know, because when these people are people, they're not fucking like, you know, like pay, like paychecks for the, like the fucking government, you know. Yeah, prison shouldn't be for profit, but it was designed that way. It's it was so designed, for profit. It was designed and to replace or extend slavery. It it, it it like it's sometimes I question when I hear of these like fucking like sometimes I question it, like this is terrible, but like depending on you know like the slave owner like some are some of these prisons actually worse they could be they could because, be like, i'm not sure like less, i don't know i haven't I mean, studied I guess it that hard there but. was no regulation so like obviously there were slaves that like went through much more terrible things but like i have like read some accounts that seem like um better than what um the accounts i've read of current like prison you know and maybe they were like being nice about their like in those accounts being nicer making like like making the story a little more vanilla than it was but still like it you have to question like like i guess there's less there's more regulation i guess you know and that's good there's more regulation but like some of these prisons are actually like 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 just as bad if not worse and that's like fucking ridiculous like we have made no progress then no no even today uh in the deep south if me and Calvin cre- uh, committed the same crime, I'm going to get a lighter sentence. In New York City, even. In New York City, even. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like, look at how, like, they, it's like they, we just, lo- like, 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 most of these people are, they're on minor drug charges about selling a little bit of marijuana. Like, what do we do when a, like, when a white boy sells marijuana? We send him to rehab, to a fancy rehab. 
Well, you marijuana know? is finally legal here. No, well, okay, but that was, we, we haven't taken those kids but, out of jail, though. We haven't taken them out of prison. We haven't taken them out of the jails and prisons. They're still they're still sitting there. Like we should not have made it legal until everyone was out of jail for it. I would rather not have it legal and not have my rights until we give those people their rights back. That right there. How the fuck are these people sitting in jail for something that is now legal? That is outrageous. What a slap in the face to young black men. Because it is mostly young black men. Let's get serious. Until they become old in prison. Until they become old in prison because they minor drug charges, you can sit there for the rest of your fucking life sometimes. And like, what, you need, they need to get baby formula for their mother? For, the kid, for their baby sister or something? You know, come on. They weren't buying a house with the fucking marijuana money. You know, come on. They just needed to get... Those were for bare necessities, most of these people who got these, like, minor drug charges. They weren't sitting here fucking putting the money in the stock market. They fucking needed the money. You know? The point of... Uh, we said earlier, sometimes we get serious. Yep. That's one of the things I like about this show. We can be laughing our asses off one minute and then enraged. I think we get serious every indignation. Every week we get serious at one point, but then we then we I mean, I think humor <coughs> humor was one of my like I I had to pick just five values and I picked humor as one of them because um with the types of things that we talk about, like if you don't have humor as a value, then you're it's going to be very difficult. But this is one thing that we can just not find a joke in. There's no jokes. No. There's no jokes, nope. you know. And like humor is important, but, um, you know, I was just laughing about corporate punishment. But, you know, <laughs> but it's not like there's not there's no jokes in like the way that we like have, you know, there's no jokes in this. There's no there's there's nothing funny there. You can't find any funny angles. There's not there. There, sh- there shouldn't be. There's, it's like, um, and you know, people aren't afraid because it, it, it's not happening. You know, white people aren't afraid because it's not happening to their sons. But you know, I remember like how horrifying when they started the stop and frisk was, um, like started, started doing stop and frisk again, like in the city. And like, I just remember being horrified watching that and I watched my students get stopped and frisked and like, it's fucking, like, it's like fucked up. It was a total violation of the fourth amendment. It was a total violation of the Fourth Amendment, the stop, the stop and frisk policy. And then when they finished it, like I still have seen have, people do, you it. have to have cause to, to search someone. You need cause. And and you know, like, <sighs> and it was a random. It was it, it was it was it was so unconstitutional. It's so, and they weren't doing it to any white kids at all. You know, at all. I was fortunate. And like honestly, to. the white kids are selling coke. Let's get was- real. I was fortunate enough to have never been stopped in Frisk, but uh, but my older brother uh, was. was. Yeah. Happened yeah. In, to your family. Yeah. To a member of your family. Well, we have to wrap things up pretty quickly. We have a song to close things that we'll play in a, in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to share with you guys something that's, 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 to me, good and nice. And that is that the Harmony Burlesque Theater does still exist in one in some form. Oh. Believe it or not, it was. Uh, this is this is a quote from Jeremiah's "Banishing New York." The city Jay-Z shut it bitch. down in 1998 when Giuliani proclaimed the Harmony, which employed 250 women, a corrosive institution. 
The dancers had few options as the city made it impossible for small strip joints to operate while glitzy gentlemen's clubs with airbrushed dancers survived. Well, the woman who ran the Harmony Theater, and she, and it was a woman, she has opened up her home. Jay-Z? Uh, no. Uh, at 161 22nd Street on the second floor, and she's calling it the Harmony Theater, and the Harmony Theater is back in action. So Jay-Z did not own it. It's somebody else who owned it. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, and um, great amazing. job. That's amazing. Thank you. Well um, done. So we have Christmas vibes. Yeah, tell us when we have like what is that? A minute and fourteen. Tell us, give us, give us, because I'm my 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 okay. math is off when the um, show is, doesn't start exactly. Yeah, so we'll time. be we'll be closing this sh- like show out with Christmas vibes by Crazy Fox, which Francis found for us. It's a nice little instrumental <laughs> with a with a with a more of a modern. Thing. And oh. Calvin, thank you so much. Thank you so uh, much for, for making this happen. We don't know how to pre-record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good reason for uh, to uh, get me out of the house, so I'm happy to do it. And it's also yeah. it's also a good reason to uh, see you guys again. I'll I'll accept any reason to do that. I will accept any reason to see you too. Next week, we're going to explore what it's like to be ignored from the cradle until age seven. That's not right. kidding. <laughs> 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 Fucked up. I have problematic humor. <laughs> I have problematic humor too. I thought I was like really funny last night. <laughs> okay, we have about thirty seconds. Oh, we have thirty seconds, so I can yes. say my thing. Yes. Show yourself some love, <laughs> and show some love to others. It's important, and you know that it is.